0: Ooh. Hello everybody, thank you and I welcome you for joining episode three of being touched by God's mercy and living on His Grace podcast. My prayer during these recordings is to let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be accepted in the sight of God who is my strength, and who is my Redeemer. Hey, y'all know what time it is. It is that time to hear a word from God. But first, I want to talk to those who don't know Jesus. Because in order to, to understand and to grasp these teachings and live this kind of life, you must be in a personal life-changing relationship with Christ. This is serious and it's not hard to do. It's the ABC, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It is believing that Jesus died and rose and that on the third day he got up with all power in his hand. It is confessing that you are a sinner in need of God's grace. That's all it takes. And my brother and sister, if you confess those words and truly mint them in your heart, we're going to see you in heaven. And just know that God loves you and that you can make it. You can make it. So I'm going to continue on with this series of what's in it for me. And as I recap last week, success comes with the cost. My prayer is that you begin to think about those things that you are willing to give up in order to receive all the bountiful blessings God has in store for you and coming up with that process of allowing you to get there. I want you to fully understand that even though the strongholds of adultery and fornication, you know, those outward sins had been broken, I was still fighting the mental, those inward sins of. Anger and bitterness and rage and unforgiveness, shame and guilt, depressions, the feelings of not being fully loved and unworthy of God and his blessings, they still tormented me for many years. So often, I would be so full of anger and rage, I would go through the house breaking stuff. I would be so violent that I would take my curling iron or iron or something I had burned Dwayne weight on his arm, I would pick up a lamp, anything that I can grab and hit him with at one point early on in our marriage. I really remember that I had came home from work, and a bunch of people was at our home, and I was just mad. And he came in a room and I took this wooden bat and I hit him in the head. God, y'all don't know. I'm so glad that God spared his life because I could be in somebody prison. My husband could be dead. But oh, for the grace of God, he kept me. Y'all, I was so disruptive that my children would tell their friends and boyfriends that their mama was crazy. Y'all, guess what? I was was going through that temporary insanity. But thank God for God. He knew that something had to break or I was going to lose my mind and my family. In October 2004 at New Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky, we had started this series for the Master's Life class. And we were on the Disciples' Personality book. It was about a six-week Bible study, and on the second session of this class, I walked into the room. I was the first one there, and the teacher, one of the greatest mentors a Christian young woman could ever have, was Lois Murray. She was an evangelist. She passed away last year, but truly a woman of God that poured in my life and my children's life, and I'm forever grateful that God allowed our paths to cross for so many years. She closed the door once I got in the room, and on the back of the door was a dartboard. She handed me the darts, and she said, Patrice, think about the thing or the person that's hurt you the most. Well, that was not hard to do, and I began to throw these darts, and I was getting really close to that bullseye, even though I've only had one cornea transplant, and I can begin to feel this rage rise up in me. And she was like, you want to do it again? By this time, I'm on fire. Yeah, I want to do it again. Did it again. She said, you want it again? I'm like, nah, Sat down, just mad now. And so she walked up to that dartboard and she flipped it around. And unknown to me was a picture of Jesus with all these piercings his body received from the darts I threw. She looked at me with such love and sincerity. And she says, Patrice, when you refuse to let go, when you hold on to stuff, all you're doing is piercing him and crucify him over and over again. Y'all talking about a hollering gal. I loud bitterly snot everywhere. I said, God, forgive me. And Lord, I forgive anyone who I ever thought hurt me or betrayed me, I forgive them at this moment. And I'll tell y'all, that weight, that heaviness, that darkness, it came off of me that morning. I had been carrying this weight around since 1984, y'all, 20 years. And when I tell you God did something in me that day, I was never the same. I finally had that wholeness that I had been looking for. And I'm sharing this story with you because so many of us carry around baggage. I don't know what your baggage is, but I guarantee if you ask God, I promise you, he'll show it to you. You may not like it, but it'll be the truth. And because we've been carrying this baggage around since we were children and we just keep adding stuff to that pile, Teenage, pre-teen, we just add to it. It just begins to pile up. And instead of dealing with it throughout life, it causes us to stay stuck in just being saved, just going to church. We never walk into the fullness of God's glory. We come to church with brokenness in our minds and in our hearts. And we fail to come to the to what Jesus promised in John 10:10, 10, 10, that abundant living. And y'all, there are just too many things that just will not happen in our lives until we deal with these mental struggles in our mind and heart. You say, but guess what? You're not whole. God wants us to be physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually whole so he can use us to our fullest capability. And we ain't alone with these struggles and with these issues But I want to encourage you today to surrender it all. Give it to Jesus today because God loves us too much to leave us the way we are. He accepted us for who we are, but he loves us too much to leave us the same way. And so this week, that is why he has told me to go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. And he told me to tell you to free your mind and get your head in the game. You heard me, right? I said, free your mind and get your head in the game. And y'all may be thinking about Beyonce and she said a lot of true stuff in there. You know, you see me, you judge me, but you really don't know me. And there's so many of us, we get judged by our past, how we dress, what we say. But if we free our mind from what people say and what God say, what a blessing would be. In the head of the game, he came off one of the kids show that me and my girls would used to watch at, on Disney, and they was playing basketball, and they had to get the head in the game to win, to focus. So I'm urging you, as Paul is urging us. He says, "Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living fact sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve of what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. Now we all know we have a will, but will we continue to allow it to get in the will of God? Because Paul is pleading with us, that we have to live and think a certain way as a Christian. We can't live like the world. We can't think like the world. And if you want to be pleasing to God, I tell you, start recognizing what he wants from you real quick and you respond to it and see what how he blesses your obedience. And there's a couple words I want to play on. And one of those words is pleasing. It means to be acceptable. And we know out of Genesis 4, 3, and 5, how Abel, God accepted Abel's offering, but rejected Cain's. Why? Because one gave it from the heart and one gave it from the head. And so this is when you don't please God, he's either going to accept it or reject it. And you do know when things never seem to be going right. You got to look and see, why are you doing this? Has God rejected this? And then I worship has to be proper, reasonable, because God will reject that too. Amos 5, 21 and 23. God talks about how he hated Israel festives, their religious assemblies, their offerings, and their praise, because it wasn't for the right reason. It was just out of every day, and you just doing it just to be doing it, just to go on to church, just to lift up his name, but it wasn't from the heart as Jesus talked about in 4.23 with the woman at the well, because he told her to worship him in spirit and truth. So when it comes to pleasing God, it can't be just normal. It has to be an everyday kind of praise because it says everything, there's something new every day. So your worship, God done did something in your life every day. And you wanted to please God And, and offer to dedicate, We've seen oftentimes in the Bible, like Judges 13, 4, and 5, when Samson was dedicated to God to deliver Israel out of the Philistines, uh, and Samson did amazing things, and y'all know the story. He, 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 he killed several Philistines, but when his dedication turned to you know disobedience, it says Judges 16 and 20, that the Lord had departed Saul and he didn't know. Saul had got prideful, but y'all, God restored him and allowed him to kill more Philistines than he had ever done in his entire life. So you got to know when you are dedicated to God, what happens when you don't do it and when you do do it. And then that living sacrifice, God can't use anything dead. This is why our everyday life of eating, sleeping, going to work, whatever you do, it's that's how you, 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 you live for God. That's why your life is a sacrifice, because you're waking up every day determined to live for Jesus. I'm talking about freeing your mind and getting your head in the game, y'all. And then the word conform. Do not become so well adjusted that you fit into everything, your culture, without even thinking about it. Without even bothering about it. If you do, you don't conform and be accepting, acceptable. When you accept what God does and is doing through you, that's the best thing you can do for him. Because when you try to fight it, you're not going to win. And there's, there's transformation and I ain't talking about the transformation like the transformers, a Superman, a super, a Spider Man, or the Hulk. You know, they, 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 this thing, and then when they done finished the business, they back to this thing. I'm talking about like a butterfly from a caterpillar to a butterfly, from a baby to adult, from a seed to a flower. That's the kind of transformation that God wants in our life. He wanted, He wanted to look like Him. He wanted to see that something has happened on the inside, that you're not what you started off with. And, and, and that's the play, The crazy thing about it. When you are living for God, you can do these things. And we know what happened to those that refused to think the way God wanted them to think. In, in Acts, when Felix, when Paul was... Preaching to him and talking about the love of Jesus Christ and what Jesus can do. And Felix said, you almost had me convinced. And we know there are so many people out in this world that who were almost convinced that Jesus was the best thing. And look at Judas. He was so, he was so mad that Jesus was not doing the right thing that Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. But then his mind was like, no, I messed up. Jesus is the right thing. But it's too late. The Pharisees said, we don't want that. And then, but he chose suicide over forgiveness. And then we can't leave out Lot's wife. They was getting away from, from, uh, uh, that fire that was going on, and, and 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 she wanted it. God told him. The angel warned him: Don't look back. Don't look back to your old way of life. But she did, and right then and there, she turned into a pillar of thought. Y'all, you got to free your mind and get get in the game. So as we reflect on this week and and what Romans is telling us. We have to realize that in the mercies of God, there is so much. We have been justified from sin. We have been adopted, identified. We have been placed under grace and no longer out of law. We ought to shout right there. We have received his Holy Spirit in us to empower us. We have been promised help in all of our afflictions. We have the assurance Of being in right standing with God. The confidence of coming to glory and going to heaven. We have the confidence of never being separated from the love of God. And we have the confidence in God's continual faithfulness. I'm talking about freeing your mind. His mercy is new every morning. In this this life of worship that Paul is talking about in our lives. It starts with the way we think. You got to change your mind. First Corinthians 2 and 6 says, we all have the mind of Christ. And let me tell you something. Just because your mind used to be controlled by worldly things, guess what? It don't have to. You can change that thinking because of who you are. Every Christian, if they would just fall in line with God and fall in line with what he has, you will be surprised. Philippians 4 and 8 says, think on such things, praiseworthy things. We kind of quit thinking on such negative things. Oh, wars me. Nothing good ever happened to me. You better start saying, God, I am more than a conqueror. I am somebody. I am your child. I am been marked with a price. I am a royal priesthood. You better start thinking on things that's praise words. You better believe what the word of God is saying about you. In Psalms 1 and 2, it tells us we have to meditate on that day and night, his word. You got to get it in your game. You got to free your mind. So you can, if you meditate on this, kind of like when you in love with a man or a woman, you thinking about them all night, how you going to wind them and die and what you trying to do to get them to fall in love with you. Well, it's the same thing. Jesus wants you to read his word, meditate on it day and night so you can fall in love with him. Y'all hear me? You getting your head in the game yet? You You freeing your mind yet? And then Colossians 3 and 2, it says, set your things, your mind on things above and not on earth. Y'all, we ain't going to be here forever. So you got to start thinking about those things in heaven. Where we going? This right here, we just pilgrims, just passing through. So you got to start thinking about those heavenly things. Singing in the choir, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more death. See, when you start thinking about those things, your mindset began to change. God begin to work on you. And Proverbs 23 and 7 tells us, for what he thinks is in his heart, so is he. What's in your heart? Is it love? Is it peace? Is it joy? Because if it's full of the things that I described earlier, that's who you are. That's who you become. That's who people see. So if you you want to start producing something else out of your heart, Baby, you better change that mind. Change it, change it, change it. My challenge to you this week is to think on what behaviors or behavior are you working on? What kind of action are you willing to put into that old self to get it off? What action will you take to allow the Holy Spirit to make you more like Jesus? Y'all, I can tell y'all I was a cuss. I could cuss better than the best of y'all. And so when I first rededicated my life in 99, I wanted Jesus to stop me from cussing. Now, there was a whole lot of other things he could have been. I could have been asking him to live me from, but I wanted to stop cussing. So I said, God, how am I going to stop cussing? So got me a cuss jar. And I told the girls, if I cuss, I'll put a dollar in that cuss jar. And honey, all that, bloop, 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 bloop. Mama, you cuss, put a dollar there. I, I had to keep cash back then because I was cussing. Blah mommy, you cussing blah blah blah. In this jar, every Friday, they didn't care if I quit uh, quit cussing. They was getting a allowance plus this cuss jar. And so I said, God, how can I stop? I, he said, You gotta get some positive things in your mind. So when I want to say the sh word, I'm like sugar. When I call and calls a woman a, a b word because he lived. Do you understand what I'm telling you? You can't just stop something and don't add something in there. Cause guess what? Something negative is going to go in there. We have to realize sisters and brothers that we all have the mind of Christ. But if you choose not to engage in it, you will never receive the power that it offers you. Second Corinthians 10, three and five says and this if. Let me tell y'all something. This scripture is so powerful and it's very bold to the man and the woman of God and to how to free your mind and get your head in the game. It says, for though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, demolish. Do you mean destroy, get rid of, no longer exists? We demolish arguments, get rid of it. No longer exists every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. and And, and that's what we got to do. When we take captive, we got to make it a prisoner instead of it letting us make us a prisoner. Like I told with Dwayne, I'm telling you, my mouth was foul. It was foul. It was. It was. It definitely wasn't submissive, and 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 so God had to begin to teach me how to deal with Him. And so when He would come at me, I, you know what I say, God, you see Him, don't you? I put God on Him and anybody that mess with me. I put God on you. You go to mess with me. I said, God, you see him now, because I realized if long as they was tr- trying to do things to get me raveled up, I was never gonna win the battle. And 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 and, and minister uh, McGee, uh, Michael McGee, he was he he had this phrase that I still put everywhere in every office that I go. It says, whoever controls you, has power over you. Do you un- If they control you, they got power over you. And guess what? I look, my mind too rich for them. They get that's too much power. What angers you controls you. What makes you cuss controls you. What makes you act a fool controls you. Y'all giving them folks that kind of power? Well, I'm not. So I want you. I pray. Lord, change your mind. Change my heart. As Tamla Moyen said, change me from the inside out. Y'all, our God can do it. Not only do I know it, but I believe it. I receive it. And I know he'll do the same thing for you. So I encourage you this morning to free your mind and to get your head in the game. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been an awesome week for me, y'all. I just came off a 21-day water fast, and when I tell you God is a keeper, He has kept me. I want y'all to pray for us this week. This is a hard week for the Butts family. We lost our nephew four years ago to Police brutality They in Washington State. They shot my 19-year-old nephew several times unarmed. Uh, so pray for my niece, Anne, and just continue to pray for us to continue that God's strength continues to flow through not only our family, but everybody's family. And I want you to know that these podcasts have encouraged me and uplifted me. And I hope and pray that they're doing the same for you. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Google, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Buzzsprout. Continue to share. Tell a friend. Tell somebody. And next week, we're going to continue to dive in God's word and finish up what God has for you. Um, Check out Philippians 1, 6 and 7 and verse 9. And remember next week. I'm announcing on May 1st, the three $25 gift card winners. You can either get an Amazon, Walmart, a Visa um, gift card. And I want to thank you once again for joining this podcast and to let you know there will be a new episode aired and uploaded every Thursday starting at 6 a.m. And remember, my sisters and my brother, it takes grace to make it. Y'all have an awesome week and I pray that God do something exceedingly, abundantly above anything you can ever think or imagine. Goodbye. Love you.